0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Writer Die Show. I am your host, Randy Lee Boweslaw. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about anxiety with our guest, Mary Kay, middle initial, not Mary Kay as a first name, Savarese. And she's got some really cool book titles too. So if you stick around all the way to the end of the episode, we're going to learn why tigers and bubble baths and perfume. It's really cool. Welcome, Mary. So excited to have you on the show.
1: I am so excited to be here with you, Randy Lee.
0: Right, tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Well, I am a traditionally published author, and I am a wife, a mother, and a um, Eucharistic minister. And what that is, is um, I, dis- I help distribute Holy Communion during mass, and I visit nursing homes and bring Holy Communion to the elderly. Oh,
0: that's really nice. All right, traditionally published. So many of us authors out there are not. So how did you get published?
1: Oh, good question. It took over a decade for me to have my first um, novel published, and that was actually my fourth manuscript. After, back then, uh, at least you received um, rejections, letters in the mail that said, thank you, but no thank you. So I just learned to build a hard shell and I just put that manuscript aside and went on and continued writing other manuscripts.
0: Wonderful. And that's really important, I think, for people to know. So, I mean, I just went the self-published route because I, I just didn't want to go through all of that rejection. <laughs> um, and I felt that even if they rejected me, my message still needed to be out. So just because they didn't like it, I liked it. So it was getting out there. But it's so important for people who really, really want to go that traditional route to know that you have a long way to go and it's going to take time. And you might get rejected however many times. 10 years' worth, Um, but just keep going.
1: Yeah, you're you're in a wonderful group. And um, if this is your joy, something that you wake up daily and just want to work um, in in this type of career, stick with it. And I can tell you from my own experience, I will promise you that your turn will come.
0: Wonderful. Oh, that's so nice to hear. All right, let's get to the good stuff okay mental health yes what type of mental health are we going to talk about today
1: anxiety and the kind of anxiety that women um especially possibly entering menopause or after menopause may be dealing with because it's a different type of anxiety that just sidelined in me through um just through these wonderful years that you expect to be dealing with after you become an empty nester.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I would
1: say I was in the throes of writing all these wonderful manuscripts, dealing with um, rejections, but I enjoyed the process of writing so much and coming up with ideas that I truly was not paying attention. And all of a sudden, one day, I realized my youngest child was a senior in college and something strange was starting to occur. Now, when I talk about anxiety, we have normal anxiety. Anxiety that where we just check it off on our list and the anxiety goes away. The type of anxiety I started to feel was a tingling in my legs. My hands were going numb. I couldn't sleep at night. And honestly, I did not know what was happening to me. But what I did was I just said, okay, it's all your imagination, but my brain was knocking. It really wanted to tell me something and I was not listening. So these physical symptoms continued.
0: how long did that go on for? I
1: dealt with that, I would say three months. Wow. That's a
0: long time to be tossing and turning and just feeling not quite right in your own skin.
1: Because again, many women and myself included in that, we feel we can deal with everything and you just keep piling up piling up. Mm -hmm. And then one day, as I said, that brain just keeps knocking and it says, hello, listen to me. There's something you need to deal with. And I finally turned to a dear friend of mine and I pour out my heart and she said, okay, you need some help. And she was right.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. It's so good when you can have somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. and then to share what it is that's going on with you so that they can then not necessarily give you advice, but be that shoulder to lean on and say, "Mm, maybe you need more.
1: Right. And we feel that, you know, as women, we can handle everything and we Mm -hmm. can do it all. And when something happens, you, you try to deny it. You're like, Oh, I can deal with it. I can deal with it.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I've seen some like Facebook memes and stuff. And it's all about, Somebody saying to like a mom, usually it's a mom in these and it's, oh, I don't know how you do it. You, you just do so good. And then the mom has the little thought bubble going, I'm not doing it all. I can't do it all. I need help. I'm asking for help. Give it to me. right? So, and that's just it. People look at us, like you were saying, look at the, look at women. And usually, again, usually it's mom. It's only because we're juggling the mom thing with the work thing, with the yes. house thing. And uh, not to say that men can't, you know, start commenting all sexistness. Um, This is just typical, right? And we just, we can't do it all. And even when we recognize that, and it can take a long time to recognize it, right? Like you were saying, but even when we finally do, where do we turn to for help mm-hmm. with that?
1: Exactly. And the first thing that I was advised to do was to go meet with the therapist. And I said, therapist, what do I need a therapist for? I've never had to go to a therapist before. I could figure this out. Well, I couldn't. And I did meet with the therapist. And that first meeting, believe it or not, I cried for a whole month after that first meeting. And I thought, wow. I'm good. I'm good to go. Well, guess what? I was not good to go. And one of the amazing things that had surprised me was um, they told me that um, try to picture something in your head that makes you so happy. And I pictured myself with my children and husband in our kitchen where we would get together and eat and cook and everything and the tears just started and i felt better but it that still was not the answer to what i was dealing with so i required more therapy where i did meet with somebody on a weekly basis and again this just your answers don't come overnight but they're wonderful in helping you to try to figure out and to use some wonderful tools to help you with anxiety. Now I did, I, I did end up having a medical exam and I did go on um, anxiety medication at the mm-hmm. time. But one thing you do learn is you have to learn the tools because yes. medication alone just does not help.
0: Yes medication in and of itself is a yes
1: yes exactly and I'm not putting anybody down you know if you need your medication I'm just talking from my own experience yes and it took me almost a year to figure out and what I'm going to say is quite shocking but I'll explain what it is I'm ready Uh, are you ready okay I'm ready I had to come to the realization that my family unit was dead.
0: Oh, that is a shocking thing to say. Okay, yeah, keep going.
1: So what I mean by dead was I was like, oh, no, I don't wanna think that they're dead. Absolutely not. But what happened was the babies that I raised, the toddlers that I nurtured, the teenagers that I stayed up all night worrying about, they were dead. And now what I had were young adults that had left the nest, which is what you want. Yeah, it means you did a good job. And you should be happy. But for some reason, my brain was not dealing with it. So I had to come to that realization and another realization that anxiety was not going to kill me, that I could deal with this. And that took a good year and a half. Now, I think I, uh, I w- did see a therapist for, for probably about seven months or so, but they helped give me these wonderful tools to deal with. And um, finally, when I felt strong enough, I personally said, you know what? I'm going to try to get off of the anxiety medication. And again, that's a process that takes a good six months.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't wanna go cold turkey. No. And,
1: and, you know, Randy Lee, it never ends. Anxiety just doesn't disappear because, mm-hmm. you know, I know we deal with anxiety how many times through the day, but you have to be able to have the tools yes. to help you to put it into its right time, you know, a little compartment. You yes. know, if, if you can take care of it now, do it. If you can't, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. And you've got to learn those
0: tools. Yeah. That is a really interesting story because yeah, I've, my uh, kids are now teenagers. And of course my whole goal is get out of my house. Right. Although, <laughs> although my youngest, I don't know if she's, ever <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but then maybe when they actually do leave, am I going to feel that same, like yeah, get out. I'm, I've done my job. I've, I've been the mom go on your own, but yeah, it's a whole other stage oh, in your life. I,
1: I experienced elation. You know, it was a wonderful time in my life. I had this new freedom, but the, as I said, there was just something knocking on my brain that I had to deal with.
0: It was change, it was big yes, change. Yes, exactly. All right, you've talked a lot about tools. you use the word tools a lot, yes. which is a great word to use for but now what are those tools?
1: Well, what the therapist would say to me is think of it as you're on a bus, could be any type of bus, commuter bus, school bus, whatever you want to envision. And within that school bus, seat your emotions. And you know, where's happiness sitting today? Where's this sitting today, this sitting today? And I have to laugh because I would always sit with the therapist and my anxiety was always driving. And and part of the work was to get that anxiety driver in the back of the bus.
0: That's right.
1: And that took a lot of work. And that's where these other tools would come in. And the other tools would be to write it down. Because if you can write down your feelings and emotions, Mm -hmm. you're focusing on that. And that will help you to deal with it. The other thing is the tools of breathing. Um, those are very important and sometimes you just have to say to yourself it's not that important the heck with it why am I making this so important
0: Mm -hmm. that's awesome and I've done quite a few of these interviews now even though they're not all posted yet for everybody to see but writing things down and breathing has been a theme not just for people talking about their anxiety but people talking about their PTSD about their depression about their addictions it's a really important uh, strategy or tool, as, as you've been calling it, for almost every mental health.
1: Yes. And I'll tell you, one of the most important things that I've learned for myself is when you do find that joy, something in your life that gives you joy, whether it's a hobby, whether it's your career, and then you have a reason to wake up every morning, what happens? You start to focus on that And the focus comes away from yourself because you are your own worst enemy. If you have time on your hands and you're sitting there, you are so negative with yourself and that anxiety will just creep up. But if you have something again, as a hobby, that's something that you love that can even become a career, you will focus on that and your anxiety will lessen.
0: That is a really good point. And I think, that's how most, most of us authors become authors, mm-hmm. right? As we, we find that we really, really love writing and we're like, hmm, this is going to be my mm-hmm. career now. <laughs> and I really liked how you were saying that when you find your hobby and you're focusing on that, then it lessens, it can lessen the anxiety in your brain or for me, depression is my thing. And, but it's the same idea. If I'm doing something else, my little Voices, and it's not to say that I'm I'm hearing voices, but it's my voice, my constant inner voice chattering away at my brain. But when I'm focused on doing something else, like these interviews, for instance, my voices, my inner voice is quiet. And not only is it quiet, but even if it starts to talk, it's not mean. It's not being a negative self-talk because I'm doing something I find joy in, like you were saying. Right. And the other really important part that I wanted to mention is again, along that same lines is if you're sitting quietly with yourself and I mean, which I've talked about meditation with some people, that is sitting quietly with yourself. Usually. Mm-hmm. There is active meditation, but we'll talk about that maybe another day. Um, what I've done at home is I've actually put affirmations throughout my house. So there's one in the living room and it just says, I am smart. There's one in the kitchen. I make healthy choices. This one in the bathroom. It says, I am beautiful. Right? And it's just so that if you're starting, if anybody in the house, and I actually put them up for my youngest, uh, so that it's a good reminder all the time. for. Oh, him.
1: I love that. I'm going to copy those ideas.
0: Yes, do it. That's why <laughs> yeah. I'm sharing. Yeah. And so if you sit on the couch, because usually we do schoolwork on the couch. And if you start saying, oh, I'm so stupid. I can't get this. I'm just like, right pointing over to the wall because i don't want to say it because you know if it comes from um, (laughs) mom but if you see it yourself every day and it's literally right above the tv so you can't miss it it's there so even if you're not consciously reading it it's in your peripheral vision
1: yes and um, i just read this beautiful quote by albert einstein that said hey just because a fish can't climb a tree doesn't mean it's stupid and I love that quote. What does that mean? It means everything.
0: It does. That's beautiful. I got I to gotta steal that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're trading our secrets. Yes. <laughs> Not that they're really secrets, but it's okay. fun to say. Um, all right. So what, I mean, you've talked about a whole bunch of tools. What is the tool that you would say you use most often? Um,
1: I would say at this point, um, I use the focus, focus away from myself, writing, I, I still follow everything that I learned, write it down, check it off. If I can get this taken care of, um, I will do it. If I can't, I have to let it go. And that has helped me because there's some things you can control. What you cannot control You have to learn to let go.
0: That is so good. But as I said,
1: I still deal with anxiety.
0: Mm -hmm. And how, did you ever feel any stigma around your anxiety?
1: Well, I obviously did because I kept it silent because I thought, hey, you know, I should be able to do everything. This is a stigma. So, and I believe many women do suffer with this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that a lot at the mm-hmm. beginning of the interview. When did you realize that, you know what, I got I to gotta just tell somebody I, I can't keep this secret anymore?
1: Well, when those um, symptoms continued, um, like I, I said, very much the, um, the tingling up both, both legs mm-hmm. and my hands would become numb and I wasn't able to sleep at night. I thought it was something neurologically going wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that anxiety, and that's the other thing you have to remember. Anxiety will hide as medical symptoms.
0: Yes. So um, in my newest book, Embracing Me, I actually got a letter written. It's not my story, but there's a letter written from, it's actually my aunt's story. And I say that in the book. So Mm. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a big surprise to her that i'm announcing her um and she writes about how she came to learn about her anxiety and it was from physical symptoms it was like yes. a an acid reflux thing so i'm not going to retell her story if people want to read it it's in the book but it's, it's her anxiety manifested physically right.
1: Exactly. Because with anxiety, your heart will be racing. You think, oh, my gosh, there's something going on with my heart. Your pulse will increase. As I said, the tingling, it's neurological. And once you learn how to breathe and learn how to calm yourself down through uh, meditation or breathing, these things do subside. And that's been my own experience. I mean, you'll be dealing with it again, but you have to learn that um, you will control it. It won't control you. You've got to learn how to put that anxiety that sits in the front of my bus, the driver in the back Mm -hmm. of the bus. And that takes a while. It just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah.
0: Maybe put them in the cargo storage. Yeah. (laughs) You can go under the bus. (laughs) Um, I really liked that, that imagery that I guess it was your therapist that came up with it. I loved Mm -hmm. that imagery. I really like picturing my own bus in my head and trying to think
1: where is everyone sitting and randy lee i would always have a name for my anxiety i called her a. it was a woman i called her a biatch so so i would always say the biatch is driving today she's still in control
0: yes oh yes that is so true. I, I was not expecting you to say that, but <laughs> uh, that just made my day. I love it. <laughs> so when you finally came out with, you know, having anxiety, when you finally told your family, what was their reaction?
1: Um, they were so supportive. They cried, my my um, my sister-in-laws, they cried for me because they, they may have been dealing with the same thing because mm-hmm. you always try to present yourself as being such a strong person. Yes. But my husband, my kids, they were so, and I mean, I didn't want to say anything to my kids. Actually, I didn't in the beginning because now they were moving on, but I told them years after what I okay. was dealing with, and especially my daughters, because I wanted them to understand you know you can do everything you may it's just you have to deal with things in your life
0: exactly how many kids do you have
1: I have three I have two daughters and I have a son
0: oh nice and okay so you're saying you know you came out you finally told some of your family and there was tears did that like make you feel better um
1: I'm trying to think back. Yes and no. I had their empathy and, but it makes you stronger. It makes you, you know, because you're not weak. It's just, we're all humans and we all have so many issues we deal with and there is always help. And it's like, don't Mm -hmm. ever give up. Just like with our writing. um, I can say to other authors, just don't ever give up. If this is something you love, just stick with it find the help because there's so much help out there yes
0: oh my goodness when you said that i just had the finding Nemo. you know just yeah keep going, just keep swimming just... and i don't even really like them <laughs> but it's so catchy and it's it's good advice though to just keep going now it's not say just keep going with your blinders on and right you know, dig yourself into a hole No. Keep going. Open up your blinders. Ask for help. Seek out other people.
1: Right. And once you do start dealing with it, you will find that anxiety does start to decrease.
0: Yes. That biatch gets small. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) She moves back a few seats. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I really do. What would you tell somebody who is struggling? What would you tell them?
1: I would tell them, go get help, you know, get yourself into some therapy, go, uh, you know, do, do a physical exam, go speak with your physician, have a physical exam, they can rule out any medical things going yes. on. And that's what they did with me. Once that was ruled out, they were very much um, with me in regards to yes, please go see a therapist yes. at this point, and they help you through your issues and to try to understand and they are opening up avenues to help they don't give you necessarily the answer um yeah but they help you find your answer
0: yes that's a great point because it's not about somebody else telling you what to do yeah because then you're always going to be in the same spot if you don't learn those tools you're always in that same spot the anxiety peaks you can't deal with it yourself So that's a really great point that the therapist is there to provide you with the ways that you can find the answers or the tools so that you can figure it out. Yes. All right. So thank you for talking so much about mental health. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your books. We got to do a little little shameless self-promotion for you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. I, I would love to. So I love to write in quirky titles. And the first manuscript that was um, accepted for publication is titled, Tigers Love Bubble Bats and Obsession Perfume, Who Knew? And that is a mystery romance with a spiritual or supernatural twist, as you might say. I
0: would not have got that from the title.
1: (laughs) Exactly. The title is actually a metaphor that I would love to share with your audience. And how I was inspired by that title is I visited a wildlife reserve in St. Augustine, Florida. And it's basically a nursing home for big cats, lions, panthers, tigers and these are um, these creatures were tossed aside these big cats were tossed aside like leftovers from circuses tv shows movies or even people had them as pets and they decided to bite their head off so they ended up at this reserve and on the last bit of the tour I come upon this galvanized tank, which is 14 feet wide, 5 feet high, overflowing okay. in bubbles. Oh. And I'm wondering, okay, who's, who's going into this bubble bath? Yeah. And sure enough, out saunters this gorgeous 600-pound Siberian tiger. Oh. Walks across a plank, looks like he's taking off a robe, and slips <laughs> into these bubbles. Oh. Now my mouth was open and I was in such awe. And then he looks up at the wildlife handler who is behind a thin um, cage. And the wildlife handler does spray obsession perfume on his tongue. He's looking for a cocktail And and he gets it. So this very much became a metaphor for being tossed aside, um, a leftover, just as my protagonist is tossed aside after twenty-five years of marriage. So that's where that title.
0: Wow, came that is so cool. Oh, well, at least all the the kitties have a place now to go it makes me so sad oh, it makes me sad that they're tossed aside yeah. but then it makes me happy
1: because they have a little oh place that, right that there's a home at this wildlife yeah. reserve that these big cats can actually go to yeah and um this summer i have another traditionally um book that will be published and it's going to you say you love cats we're going to do it with the tie-in to a um it's it's a cat adopt a cat foundation and the oh. th- okay the title I, as i said i love quirky titles okay. the title of my latest publication is the girl in the twa wallpaper okay. now you have to ask what is is twelve yeah Okay, now toile is, and you see it every day in life, you just don't know that it's necessarily called toile. Toile is an artistic fabric or or wallpaper that is usually two tones, two very vibrant colors, and it tells a story. And the story can be scenes um, outdoors or it can be architectural scenes, whatever, and they are repeated constantly oh. in this fabrical wallpaper and it is called Toile and it originated centuries ago, ago in um, Toile de Joie in France. And so I would have this in my home and I said to myself, oh, there's a story there. So I wrote a fantasy adventure, um, a young adult fantasy adventure around this girl in the Toile wallpaper and how we're we're going to launch it is this Adopt-a-Cat Foundation will be taking names of characters from the book and we're going to have local media, this will be in Florida, we're going to have local media, local radio, and local papers to help promote this Adopt-a-Cat Foundation because they're moving and starting in a new place. So I'm so excited about that.
0: That's wonderful. And I'm so glad that, you know, that's such a good cause. Yes. Those those kitties need
1: holes.
0: (laughs) We have four cats.
1: So so we're definitely both there, cat lovers.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. And where can people find your book?
1: I am all over the place. And when I say all over, I'm on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. If you walk into a um, independent bookstore, which I love to say, you know, please give them the business, just give them the title of my book, Tigers Love Bubble Bats and Obsession Perfume, who knew? And they'll be able to order it for you. And I would very much love to, if um, anybody wanted to visit my author website, which is www. Mary K. Savarese, S-A-V-A-R-E-S-E. And if there is anybody out there that has a book group, and would love for the author, you know, if, if they do read, would love to read my book, I would love to participate with you in your book yes. group. That's a wonderful offer. Which is so much fun because nowadays, right? We have Skype, we have FaceTime, yes. we have Zoom, and we can do our um, little cocktail hour. And I am there available. So you can sign up for that on my author website, Absolutely www. Wonderful. That Mary
0: K. Saveries. <laughs> awesome. And I will put those links in the description below so that it is very yep. easy for you to find them and do it. So look her up, check out the books, show support. Uh, um, thank you. And, any, and, I,
1: and I'm all over on social media. I'm on face, um, Facebook, Twitter,
0: Pinterest.
1: Wonderful. And we're going to stick those
0: down below. Thank you. Wow. Well. Hit, hit that follow button. Because even if those books don't sound like something you would read, If you follow, you know, you might have friends and books make great gifts.
1: They do, they do.
0: Is there any last words that you wanna share with everyone?
1: Oh, I just, as I said, we've been speaking about issues and struggles and um, just please never give up on yourself. It's just so important. You mean the world to not only yourself, but to your family members. So please, if you need help, you know, get it because it's there for you. And believe me, beautiful things will be happening. Stay positive. And if you're looking to become a published author, stick with it and don't give up. It'll happen.
0: Yes. awesome. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. You shared some incredible tools and, very interesting stories thank you
1: thank you randy lee this was you were wonderful you just made me feel so nice and relaxed and comfortable thank you thank you and good questions so
0: thanks and i hope everybody uh gleaned a little bit of insightfulness from them
1: which we hope
0: right yes that was An awesome interview. I hope everybody really, really enjoyed listening to Mary. Again, her links are in the description below. So be sure to show her some love, follow her on social media, reach out to her. Um, She's really cool. As you all saw, she's a really cool person. And of course, if you love hearing our interviews, show some love to the show, hit the subscribe, the like, share this out to everybody. And remember, the only way that we can end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly and honestly. Bye!